0: And welcome to the Post Party Project. My name is Amy Heinrich and I am your host. Join me as we chat all things postpartum, celebrating the highs and supporting you through the lows. Everything pregnancy and birth is just such an exciting time, but often chats about postpartum experiences get missed or overlooked because everything's about the baby, which we are also totally here for. But I'm here to hear you and hold you, figuratively speaking, and to listen to your experience. Think of this podcast as your safe space to share, vent, cry, laugh, and know that you're not alone. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to the Post Party Project. So this episode is going to be my last one until the new year. I've decided to take a little break for a few weeks as we head into Christmas and the new year and the silly season. And yeah, I just, I'm really feeling that pull to just chill out and relax if that's even possible at this time of year. But you know, I'm going to do my best. So I hope you all have an epic Christmas and an epic new year. And I'm really excited to share more postpartum stories with you in the new year. And thank you so much for listening. The postpartum project has been going for six months now. And yeah, I'm so thankful for everyone who listens every week. So thank you so much. In this episode... This last episode is a good one. It's with Rochelle, who is the owner and founder of Mother Me, a postpartum meal delivery service in Perth. Rochelle talks us through her birth and postpartum experience with her two babies, Isla and Reggie. Rochelle had planned two home births, but her first one resulted in a hospital birth. But her second one, she got the epic home birth that she dreamed of. She also talks us through how she started up her business and the pull and desire to do that um, and how she wanted to nourish new mothers. So we talk about that a bit as well. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it resonates or if you think it could help someone out, please share it with a friend. Um, and- and always, I would be so grateful if you have a spare moment to give me a review. Um, but yeah, let's get into today's episode. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today, Michelle. I'm so excited to hear all about your pregnancy and birth and postpartum. So thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. I mean, I was just thinking it's such a perfect time for me to talk about. My postpartums because I am right in the thick of it and compare and constantly comparing my first and second. So I'm just really excited to actually express what I've been thinking over the past yes.
0: four months. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and who's in your family.
1: So I'm Rochelle. Um, I'm from the UK originally. I moved here 10 years ago. So, no family, like my, um, my, my original family is all over there still. Um, but then I've got myself and my partner, Isaac. We've got our daughter, Isla, who's two years and three months now. And then our son, Reggie, who is four and a half months.
0: Awesome. And tell us a little bit about your work as well, because I found you because I love your business. So yeah, explain to us what you do in your business.
1: Yeah, so I own Mother Me, which is a postpartum meal delivery service here in Perth. Um, we cre- create and cook beautiful, nourishing meals for new mums and deliver them every week. Um, it's such a yeah, it's such a beautiful business um, to be working in. And although I have step back a bit, or I'm on maternity leave at the moment, but it's just obviously the business is still running. But it's just yeah, it's it's just been such a one. It's been a wonderful business to have whilst having two young kids as well um yeah
0: yeah how did you get into it was it when Isla was born or before Isla
1: yeah so when I had Isla my first um I was looking for a service like Mother Me and Perth and there wasn't one didn't exist Mm um I've um always been so passionate about health and nutrition and wellness and um, really yeah it was really like really disappointed there was nothing that I could you know find especially not having my partner's family also he's from New Zealand so they're all in New Zealand so we we really had none of that support and obviously you don't really realize till you have your first child really quite <laughs> what it's like everyone can tell you and you can be as prepared as you as you want you know you can do all the all the research and everything and so once um yeah I had her and I was like wow this is really needed like we really need to I need to make this happen and it was just this fire and like this drive that I had to get it get it going and I engaged um like an Ayurvedic practitioner and some chefs and really like worked to as much as I could with a newborn so it took me you know it took me a little while <laughs> mm-hmm. um really worked to get up and running. So um mm-hmm. yeah really yeah, just love it.
0: Yeah, that's so epic. I feel that's like so inspiring that you've managed to do all that like postpartum as well. Yeah, I think it was that
1: fire like seeing that and you know, I have a business background and a business degree and um, you know, I so I love setting up business and you know, working on a business and especially something I'm so passionate about and um I'm actually studying postpartum nutrition as well as soon. So, um, really excited to like merge those two even more Mm. um yeah really um yeah I think I do I do think when you're doing something you love that's so needed it can be you know obviously like it's so it's it's so hard sometimes but it yeah it's just something that flows you know
0: yeah and I've looked at your website and your meals literally look so delicious and so nourishing and like I think that when you're postpartum it's so great having like if you have the if you have friends and family to give you food and drop it off and stuff but for me personally I did crave that healthy food and I love that that's what you do so I feel like when I'm postpartum one day in the future I would love to like use your service and know that I have that healthy nourishing food coming to me
1: it's so true like that's the other thing I did have friends that dropped off food and the food was amazing but you're so hungry and like you really want, even in summer, like you want. You don't even know. You don't know it until you're in it.
0: Mm.
1: You just want that that warm, soft food that's really gonna, like, yeah, nourish you from the inside out. And mm. um, yeah, that's it is. It's interesting. A lot of people like will water the meals sort of in supplement to all the other meals being dropped off, so they have a bit of both. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it is. It's you can't describe it really like that. That feeling of that hunger and like mm. I guess it's all to do, you know, with your your insides your digestive system. You know, you've expelled a baby, you've got all that air and space in your body, like, all to try to come back together and needing mm. that, like, hug from inside.
0: Ooh. Yeah, definitely. And I feel that like that's the vibe your food gives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hug <Yeah>. from inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, So let's get into your pregnancy with Isla. How did that come about? Were you guys planning to get pregnant when you did or how did that happen?
1: Yeah, so we actually weren't planning to get pregnant when we did. Um, It was it was a big it was a massive shock well so my first pregnancy I had a miscarriage so I'll talk about that one that so that was a a massive shock to like fall pregnant then I was like had a new job that I was loving and loving my life and I'd had a really tough like couple of years just before so I was sort of really just back into like me again and really and I felt pregnant and I was I hadn't even I thought one day I wanted to be a mum and Isaac and I were very much in love and we're talking about having kids one day and, you know, but we we were also just, like, loving, like, coming out and, like, you know, just having lots of disposable income and, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, honestly, like, the first, when I first got pregnant, that first, like, three, four days, I didn't really, I was just in so much shock I didn't really even, like, think about it. And, like, you know, I was, like... And then something switched, like, I don't know, I think I found on Friday night like by the Monday I was just like full, it's my personality too, like when I get into something, I like go fully into it, as <laughs> you might be able to tell. But by the Monday I was like, right, I'm a mum and I'm so excited. Like I am having a baby and this is everything I've ever wanted and I and I, and it was just so bizarre and it wasn't even, it was like this switch of well, like, I didn't even know anything about birth. And then all of a sudden, within like 24 hours, I was like, I'm having a home birth, I'm having a doula, I i can't wait to just just experience this. And so I had this massive, so this, this was all happening. And then, you know, unfortunately, then by the end of that week, I had a miscarriage on like maybe the Friday. It's like I found out when I was like five weeks and then six weeks I had the miscarriage. And that was just like, you know, it was so early, but this emotion, those up and downs. And then I, I, it was, I was, you know, like, I remember being in my bed and, like, you know, bleeding and crying and just not, like, it was, couldn't I couldn't even understand because I was like, what? I just, like, i just come to terms with this and I'd become everything. And then anyway, you know, I was like, you know, everything was okay. It was just, you know, you you then, because then also when you don't know anything about birth and pregnancy, you also don't know that actually miscarriages can happen to one in, one in four women. And, and so... You know, then I started learning all these things, and I thought, okay, that's, you know, I, you know, it's obviously hard, hard, but, and then that was literally, like, all I wanted. It was, like, I became obsessed, and so then we tried, and I copied my Viola, like, so lucky, so, like, you know, feel so grateful that I was able to do that, like, then full pregnancy, you know, so quickly, and I, you know, so I guess she. It, when people ask me if I was planning it, like I guess she was planned because <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was my true pregnancy. True. But that that my process in, that becoming pregnant wasn't even it wasn't on my radar at all, so it wasn't planned. But,
0: but yeah. So um, that did, did you feel anxiety being pregnant with Isla? Yeah. After the yeah. miscarriage.
1: Yeah, I didn't tell anyone before, or I told you know close friends. Um, But I didn't tell anyone yet for the full 12, I think it was 12 weeks. And it was actually funny. This is actually quite a funny story. I wasn't wasn't really, I even told my work because I was so like, yeah, anxious and whatnot. And um, so then I, we went to New Zealand and it was, because my partner's from there, and it was March 2020. So just before, like, I think as we were leaving, like we heard whispers of the word COVID. We were travelling around and then um, it was like I think it was the day Mark McGowan whoever was like, okay, you've got to come back now. Like you need to get back into the country. And my partner's a, like a permanent resident. No, he's not. He's a New Zealand citizen but he's not actually got his. We weren't sure if he would be fully allowed back in. We were like, okay, we need to get back. Yeah. We need to get back right now. And we couldn't get a flight. And so then he posted, <laughs> he posted on Facebook on Air New Zealand's Facebook page, my partner's pregnant. We need to get back. And like all my friends that follow Air New Zealand, it popped up on there. And I started getting all these screenshots. He's
0: pregnant?
1: <laughs> oh my god! Why did you put this on site? He's like, oh, is that how it works? I was like, yes. Oh my god! What an announcement! I going I had to do this like random like announcement, which I wasn't really even planning on. <laughs> So, yes, I was, but then I had to sort of, but then I was, you know, and I actually was okay. Like after, you know, the 12 weeks and everything, I felt, yeah, I definitely, again, I feel very lucky that I was able to sort of feel into it and be, feel okay throughout my pregnancy after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any complications along the way with Isla? No. um, I
1: I mean, I had placenta previa, but that cleared up um like the low-lying placenta but i think it is like 90 percent of them do actually move up so you know at one point they said oh you know possible caesarean um but um otherwise it was you know i was yeah maybe i'm really lucky it was a really smooth pregnancy i mean i, I was a, you know, the, the i was a bit sick at the start and like very tired but that general like um that hangover feeling I wasn't actually I wasn't physically being sick sick which I'm really grateful for yeah.
0: um
1: and then when we went got to New Zealand it, maybe it was the fresh air but it was just all <laughs> went away <laughs> so that was so nice to be able to sort of enjoy that holiday yeah. um so yeah no I no complications
0: yeah and then did you kind of go with your birth like your idea of birth after the first pregnancy, like? Did you want to have a water birth and stuff still?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. So, um, when I first felt pregnant, I had this this podcast that I listened to um, with this English chef, and I, I absolutely love it. And she randomly did like a side episode about her birth and it just spoke about how she was going through the system and then decided to have a home birth and had a doula and that's where I first heard of everything because I had, I was not, none of my, none of my friends had really had babies. I wasn't in the like, in, in any circles that really had, home, anyone had home births or anything like that. And this was just one podcast. And then I, the lady she interviewed was Millie Hill and she wrote a book called um, Give Birth Like a Feminist and I just loved listening to her. and so I downloaded the audiobook of her book, and then that was me like sold like listening to all her everything about birth. Um, and that's sort of where my birth plan, I guess, came from. And then I a friend told me about CMP Community Midwifery program in Perth, here in Perth that um, where I was able to, yeah, go on the government program and had a continue, continue, continuity of care with a beautiful midwife um, and plan a home water birth. So oh, my
0: God, I so cool.
1: Yeah, I just couldn't even believe it was an option and a thing. And I was, yeah, I think at first Isaac and I were like, oh, maybe we'll do birth center and we'll just see how we go. Like, you know, obviously a bit anxious, a bit nervous, like don't really know. And then I met my, like, amazing doula, Helena Hance who Isaac and I met when I think I was only like eight weeks pregnant or pretty early on. And after speaking to her, because I was more airing on the side of my birth, he kind of, he left and he was like, wow, well, yeah, I think like if you want to do it, like I'm so supportive of that after just having a conversation with someone so knowledgeable. And um, so, yeah, it was really exciting. The whole pregnancy, I was so excited. It was just, I was so looking forward to it and, yeah, did a lot of different my hit and my birthing and did a lot of research and I just loved it.
0: Yeah. Oh so my god. Much. That's yeah. so awesome. So tell us how how did you go into labor and how did that all come about?
1: Yeah, so I went to 41 weeks. Um so yeah, with the CMP, you have to go into King Eddies at 41 weeks and get a scan and monitoring. Um so I went in, and everything was fine. And they did offer to induce me, and I was like, No, no, I'm happy to go home. I said, like, Cool. Um, so I went home, and it was actually one of my friend's birthdays, and she'd come over that day, and we were having cake. And they were her, and her partner was sitting at the table, and I was like, I felt really sick. And I was like, Is it the cake? And then they left, and I just went in and lay down. And and then Isaac comes in and said, like, You guys, okay? like, I'm having these period pains. And he's like, Do you think? You were in labour and like going into and I was like, oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: Looking back now, I'm like how do I not know? But I was like, and then we were like, oh, wow, it must be it. Like, so you know, I called my doula and my midwife, and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's you know, obviously very early. That was very like very light period pains, and um, it was really far apart, so. They're, like just try and it was it was six seven p.m. by this point. They're like just try and get some sleep, and um, we'll see how we go throughout the night. Just call us, sort of thing. And it just pretty much I went all night that night. Um, really, with it was really really early labor. Like really quite. I mean, at the time, it didn't feel. At the time, I think it really felt quite intense to me. Looking back now, it was it wasn't like, and they were quite far apart. But I, you know, I wanted also wanted Isaac to sleep, so I was up on up all night. I couldn't sleep myself, up all night on my own. And I like, as I tell the story, but I, looking back now, I feel like I probably should have tried to have someone with me because I didn't. I needed someone, and I did feel very, very alone and kind of a bit like, oh, "Am I doing it right?" Is other, you know, should I be timing these? Or and I was sort of timing them, and nothing was happening. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's me that the reason that nothing's progressing. I mean, you know, you know what I know now. Like I was just, it just can of happen with people with their first births, especially. Um. So that yeah, that went on all night, and so then I think I called my daughter at four a.m. and she's like, "Oh, you are you ready?" And I was like, "No, I just don't know what to do." <laughs> she's like, "Oh." Okay, yeah, I think you just gotta, you know, you've just gotta sort of release, like relax, like, try and like just let just go through it, like try and get some sleep. And I just couldn't sleep. It was just, I would just like drift off and then I just get woken up by a contraction. Yeah. Um, so then that went on all the next day as well. So that was a Thursday night and then that was, and then all of Friday that was happening. And um, my daughter came over and we kind of tried to do some things to progress, but nothing was like working essentially. Um, so we got to, I got to 6pm on the Friday-ish and I called my midwife and I just said, look, I, I don't think I can like do this for another night. Like I'm, I thought, I just, I can't, I can't physically, I'm so tired and I'm so exhausted already and I'm still in early labor. And she's like, oh, you just, you know, like we just got away. And I said, I need you to come, come over and, um. Like she did it the nicest way. She's was like, you know, you just got to. <laughs> and um, I thought I mean, needed to come over and like check. So she came over and she checked. She said, oh, yeah, like you're two centimetres. Um, but she sort of did like a stretch and sweep and at that time. And, she, and then as she did that, I went to five
0: centimetres. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, like straight away. And then everything kicked off. It was oh, this wow. like, full on like that was like, okay. Now <laughs> I'm more in like active labour. Like I was, I could feel it. I could like, they were coming, um, I it's maybe about 9pm at this point, they were coming like faster and no like, harder. Um, Isaac went and had a, I had my doula there at that point and the midwife, so Isaac went and had a sleep just to sort of so he could be refreshed and I got in the shower and I was really like, I was, you know, making the noises. I was getting really the, the, the midwife and was from out the pool. Like it was really like everything was happening, and I was like, "Yeah, this is it." Like, I'm and I could feel it. I feel like everything was happening, and pretty much then got in the pool. Um, yeah, you know, maybe around midnight, and everything just stopped. Like it just slowed down so much. And I was in there for a little while. And my midwife was like, "I'm so sorry, lovely. Like you." We're going to have to get you out. Like, we, we changed positions eventually. I'm going to have to get you out. We have to, we just, I don't know what's going on. Like, nothing's happening. So, that was really hard getting out of the pool. Because <laughs> <laughs> getting in was so beautiful, like, you know, the, how beautiful it feels. So, yeah, we got out of the pool and um, tried all the positions. So, what my mid, sorry, what I left out is like when my midwife did this um, check, and I was two centimeters in the stretch and sweep sort of, um, and I went to five um, she did say wow, well, the babies moved their head so she was full, fully in, like engaged the whole time and maybe in that like the preload or whatever it was she'd moved her head to the side. so eight and mm-hmm. Um And so she was in a funny position. Yeah. So we sort of knew that but they were like we just you know we just keep going and so we got out and so we tried all these different positions to try and get her head Moved and obviously like I'm, I, my, you know, I don't remember necessarily the pain. Like I just remember going through it, and like hypnobirthing. on Seal was working amazing. I would re- highly recommend hypnobirthing to anyone. Um, I just remember just like being so focused on getting her, like getting her into position, and so then my midwife eventually she's like, I really want to check check you again. So we did another check um and I had a lip in my cervix so having the two like the head in the not optimal position and then so she wasn't pushing my cervix prop- uh, down properly so it wasn't opening Yeah. so then having both of them meant that she was just getting stuck and I yeah I just couldn't it, it just it just wasn't happening, and so but my midwife was amazing. She was like, "Let's just keep going. If you're happy to keep going, baby, they're monitoring us both constantly. You're both happy. Let's just keep going." So, kept going, kept going. Um, it got to maybe like four a.m. let's say on the Saturday morning, and my heart rate started to get really high. Like I was getting stressed, and so baby's heart rate started to get higher. And they they got me back in the pool, like to calm me, to, like try and calm me down, like let's just calm, let's just reset. But then, just, like my heart rate lowered, but then I just didn't. So that like we made the call, like all of us, like let's go to hospital. I mean, at this point, I was like, all, like in, I was, contractions were like hard and fast. I was like all like ready to push almost, yeah. like. And I was like, no, I need to go. I can't do. It. I, I was at that point. I was like, I can't do this. I mean, this was thirty six hours. So I, um, so yeah, we went to hospital 6 a.m. We got a, I think the worst part of the whole thing was the, the ambulance transfer. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, you have to lie down. I was like, are you serious? I have to lie down. But I actually had this amazing um, paramedic who was driving and she had had two babies and she was like, as we took off, she's like, don't tell anyone this, but if you want to get up on all fours I know how much pain, much pain. How, 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 how you'll be feeling right now. Yeah. Had the midwife midwife in the ambulance with me as well, um, and she's like, "But when we get there, lie back down." <laughs> <we get> <laughs> um, so I did that, but it was like every little bump in the road was, um yeah, that was interesting. But it, um, anyway, we got to King, and we just thought, okay, we'll go. I'll we'll have an epidural, relax, get the baby out. You know, I just need to like relax. Like I need to. Anyway, we got there, and they the the um. Obstetricians were like, "Wow, we have really grave concerns for you and your baby, pretty much." And I, I was pretty out of it. Like I, I was, you know, I was like, I was pushing. Like I, it was happening constantly, and they were telling me not to push because I was going to damage damage my cervix. Or and I was like, I don't understand how. So they were getting me to do breathe through the gas and air to like push with my breath rather than uh, it was all like, I was just like this is insane like how am I supposed to do this like you know because they're coaching we got it but um so that was all happening and then and they it was really interesting it's really amazing like they turned they turned around and said you need to, you need to have a cesarean you need to do emergency right now and I just oh went, like, and I just went, I don't want to like I don't want to and even, like, my midwife and the doula, they were, like, no, 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 you, you you have to. Like, we need to. And I think I was in such a state where I didn't really understand how high her heart rate had got. Yeah. Um, I was just, like, oh, okay. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. So we, I had a spinal block pretty, like, soon. Um, so I, think I had a spinal block at 8.40 in the morning. So... You know, it was it's So 8:40, I had the spinal block. They wheeled me out to the operating to the theatre. Everything, everyone was there. Like the curtain was up. The like everyone was in their scrubs, and I was lying on the table. And then, and obviously, like feeling the body felt pretty amazing after having the spinal block. I was like, wow, can't feel anything. Um, and then. Uh, this amazing obstetrician who she just like was it, everyone was there there's was a few trainees so it was quite full the room and she just looked at me and she goes I know you really wanted a home birth I know this isn't your first option so I'm going to do everything I can to see what else we can do and she's like I'm going to have one final check and she looked she went she um yeah went looked down and she's like do you know what? she's moved ahead and you 10 centimeters I'm just gonna bring her out with forceps oh god I know, and I, I was, like, on the table, like, really? <laughs> I can't believe it. And she, and the midwife said it's one of the easiest, like, forces she's seeing because I was already pushing and, like, I was able, I wasn't able to push but kind of was able to push when they told me when I was having a contraction. And she came out so quickly and, um, yeah, she was out. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was a, uh, it was a lot, but for me, the, the the whole birth was, you know, I was very informed. I had a lot of support. I knew what was happening. I was, you know, every decision I I made, I the birth was actually you know people are like, oh, you, you, you know, it's very traumatic, blah, blah, blah. And like it, it, it was, but I actually felt okay about the birth. Like that, what happened had to happen. Like it was, yeah. you know, that's the succession of, of events it was what happened afterwards where you know I think it really affected me and still to this day like I think actually now I've had Reggie like I think about what happened afterwards every day because they, they pulled her out and then they put her on my chest for 10 seconds and I just stared at her and one of the doctors and nurses next to me just was with her the actual your baby and grabbed my hand and put my hand on her like I didn't even grab her because I was in so much shock and so I didn't even know she was a girl. Like I just, there was this baby on my chest and then she was brushed away. And I was like, what, what, what? I was like, is it a girl or a boy? And he's like, I don't know. And then one of the doctors from the other room was like, oh, you had a girl. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and she's like over on the other side of the room. And I said to Isaac, he was with me. And I said, like, go, go, go see. He's like, no, I'm going to make sure you're okay. And he went over and then she, and then they just like, we've got to take her to nursery. Like she was having trouble breathing. Um, there was a lot of meconium, um, and they just took her. Like one, there's, like and I said, "There's so many beautiful nurses and midwives and obstetricians in that room." Like one of them brought her over to me and said, like, "Give her a kiss, give your baby a kiss," and then I kissed her, and then they they just took her, and I was so out of it. At this point, I was shivering so much from the spinal block, and I was just I don't know, you know, I hadn't slept in three days, <laughs> had gas and air, and then. The, yeah, the spinal block, and oh yeah, she was born, so I had that spinal block at 8.40, and she was born at 9 o'clock.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was
1: real, like, really quick, that part, all that, so, like, the theatre part, and then yeah, and then she was gone, and then they wheeled me out, and I fell asleep, and then I woke up maybe, like, a few, I don't know, a couple of hours later, and, um, you know, that was all that recovery, but I didn't actually see her until 3 p.m. that day. It was the first oh. time I saw her. After that, it so
0: wasn't, wasn't with you when you woke up. She was still. No, in. was no. she in the NICU then?
1: Yeah, she was in NICU. Mm. And then I went and saw her at three o'clock. I wasn't allowed to hold her. And then at seven p.m. is when I was first allowed to hold her. And this was during COVID, so Isaac was, like, wasn't allowed to stay. Um, and so then he went home, and then I went back to my room, and it, and I literally went down, and I went to the the yeah to the to the room and I went okay. I'm just going to go to sleep now. My baby's in NICU, but I was actually like, I want to go to sleep. Like this yeah. is, you know, I'm so tired. And they called me at like 9:30. They're like, oh hey, look, she's, she's fine to come out of NICU. Can you just come and try and breastfeed her and then take her up to a room? And I was just like, on my own. Like I don't know how to breastfeed. What do you mean come and breastfeed her?
0: Yeah, and you haven't seen her in so long. And they're like, you, know, you never met her me. <laughs> yeah, and like, they wheeled me down. So I couldn't walk.
1: I had I had a catheter in from. The forceps and, and I, you know, they willed me down and, and they just like gave her to me and then just walked away. And I was just sitting there on my own and I just like put her on my nipple. And they're like, oh, does she feed? And I was like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think so. And they're like, okay, cool. See ya. And then just like willed her up with me. And then they were like left. And then I was in my room with her. Like it was just the most, I don't know, I was. I didn't know what to do. Like yeah, and that's
0: then, so strange that no one stayed with you to help. Yeah.
1: And then they were like, okay, you do it every three hours and feed
0: Um, which
1: I did. Um but yeah, feeding wasn't going well. Like and that's and then that was the hard bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how were you able to tell or did you end up getting someone in to have a look at how she was feeding? she
1: was just crying crying and i mean you know as well like she hadn't been with me like you know and yeah so they came in i would just call the buzzer but they were so busy and there was no i mean they don't any partners there overnight anyway but you know this, there was no partners to help like um they were they were so busy they were so stretched the midwives but they came in they were help trying to help me get her latch and then i was pumping get colostrum um which was helping a bit, um, and then they did end up giving her formula at one point um, just because I couldn't, and they couldn't feed her. I just, it was just stressful. Like, I mean, it was, yeah, it was really hard. Um, and then, yeah, like, Isaac wasn't allowed, he was only allowed in for three hours, so he wasn't allowed in the next morning, and like, all I want to do is have a shower, but I don't want to leave my baby. <laughs> I also couldn't really walk properly and the midwives were so busy. And I was like, if he, I had, we didn't have COVID in WA at that point. It was September, 2020. It just didn't make sense. Nothing made sense. Like he was, I had people coming in and out of my room all day that I don't think they were tested for COVID as they got into work because you didn't have to COVID test back then. But my partner who could just sit in my room, help me with my baby wasn't allowed to be there. Yeah, It was, it was really hard. It was really like, I felt yeah, very alone and, you know I think I really struggled postpartum with Isla and everything was everything felt too hard all the time and I honestly think that that start was a big factor in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How how did you feel because I think this is probably something that if anyone's planning a home birth this is something that I personally think I'd be concerned about. How did you feel going into the hospital? And having the staff there how did they treat you because I feel like there's a divide between home birth and hospital birth were they very accommodating still or were they kind of like oh it didn't work out for you now you're here like you know I've heard that sometimes they can have an attitude towards it it was it very
1: split so I actually had one obstetrician at first who I who came and he and I actually asked him I just said I don't want him anymore I don't want him he's being rude and I was and he was just really like I felt like he was almost like rough like that and, I, and all of a sudden he was gone, and there was this woman, <laughs> yeah, um, who was lovely, and I think she was the one that said, "I know you want." Like she, she, you know, I don't necessarily agreed with how everything played out, but she completely respected my wishes yeah. and knew what I want. When I was, and so I think the two doctors that I dealt with, I had one that was very like, <laughs> yeah. and like I had my daughter there who was like you know, being real, because Isaac hadn't got there yet and he was sort of just like looking at her and, you know, and then once he was gone, which I was so grateful, I don't know if it was what I said or if it happened that he was gone, but he was gone and that was amazing. And then the other lady, she was fine. And to be honest, I, think I was in a point where I didn't really care what was going on <laughs> around me. I just wanted him away from me. Yeah. Um, but then all the midwives, um in the, on the ward were amazing. They were all like, "We, read, I read your file. Like, you're amazing. That you, you know, you kept how long you went for, and that you really like, you know." And so mm-hmm. the midwives are all very supportive, um, about it all. But I think, yeah, personally, yeah, I had one good and one bad experience in the space of an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think it just. I think it just it depends how you are. If you're, I was so strong on my beliefs and what I was doing that it didn't really matter. I was brought him away from me.
0: Yeah, yeah that's good, yeah. yeah. Um, how long did you have in hospital? I ended up having um,
1: four days, yeah. um, which was a, a, quite a lot, but they wouldn't let me leave because of feeding. Um, and obviously I could have turned around and been like, well, I'm going to leave anyway. But, I, you know, I, I wanted to stay. Um, I wanted their help because I didn't know how to feed myself like I if you know I wanted them but then really interesting as soon as I got home the feeding was fine oh, um cool. yeah so I think it's just being relaxed and being in your own environment and what I find fine like it, it obviously is still hard but it was a lot easier um yeah. I actually had like I had a really hard experience in the hospital in terms of feeding they had a lactation consultant Do like a little class for everyone who had just had a baby on the ward. And I went in and Isla had a call it, the big thing on her arm. Um to like she had a drip. So um she had all that and um it was hard for us, you know, with the feeding. And the lady turned around to me and said, Oh, maybe you should just like not feed her and just do and just pump because like she's obviously been a NICU and stuff, so you just, you know, it's just not gonna work for you. And I was like I just burst into tears and she and she was like, Oh, maybe you should go back to your back to your room. And I was what? like, yeah oh. On,
0: yeah. oh my
1: god. And, and then on my walk back to my room, I'm crying, pushing my oh, run, I'm, I'm being very open here, I'm crying, yeah. pushing my baby back. And this other beautiful midwife came up to me and she saw me and she's like, Hey, like she come to, sat me down and she's like, bought me a pen and paper, and she's like, you know this really writing down how I'm feeling really helped me postpartum If you want to just write what, what's going on and and then they sent up the um, psychologist to see me like straight away because I think yeah I just was crying constantly and I mean look, it was about day four as well which you know <laughs> as we all know that that does happen but yeah it was looking back now like it was a lot and especially compared to like yeah Reggie's birth it was um, yeah yeah. It was a really hard time.
0: Yeah. So how did you go when you got home with Isla? Did you feel, like, much better then with feeding and settling in at home?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot better to be at home. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I had a me with the forceps, so I was in a lot of pain in the recovery, which I wasn't really, you know, expecting. Um, so that was really hard. And Isaac only had two weeks off, and I spent four days of that in hospital. So... You know, that was also really hard to then him go back to work and then just be all I felt, like, very much on my own Um, it's quite quickly. Um, So, but, yeah, it was a struggle. Yeah, no sleep. Yeah, it was a struggle.
0: Yeah. Did you have yeah. much of a support network at home? I had friends, but
1: not... I had friends, but, like, friends you know they they're working they've got a lot of many of my friends had, had had kids at that point or yeah. you know so uh, yeah i didn't really i didn't really have much of a support network
0: yeah did um, yeah. anything else come up for you postpartum that you weren't aware of or didn't expect with isla i think that shift
1: i didn't expect to feel so different and like lose so much of me, and I guess I wasn't prepared for how selfless you have to be as a parent. Okay, I knew it, but it's it is really challenging when it happens. Like you, you, literally give you give up your everything, especially in those first three or four months. Like to bring this to to bring this baby up, and I honestly didn't know like anything about sleep. I didn't know anything about feeding. I didn't know anything yeah Isaac we were up so we were up all night he had to go into work like it it was it was just so hard and I just felt really like it felt really down all of the time Mm. and I wasn't expecting that I was expecting all what you see on Instagram all the fluffy like beautiful babies and like you know I'm so in love and this and um so yeah I didn't I didn't even didn't even I didn't think I'd heard of like postpartum depression or anxiety like before I'd had either, and then it was only then I probably even you know starting mother me and like going into that world a little bit more understanding that this couldn't happen
0: yeah did you feel that you um had postnatal anxiety or depression
1: not at the time but looking back now I do
0: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so did you seek any help or did you mention it to anyone at the time
1: no I think I was always like I'm just tired I'm just tired. That's what, it's just what it is. That's what how new parents should feel. Yeah. Um, towards, like, you know, I definitely found, like, a mums group that I connected with and that really helped. And all our mums group, we actually met on Facebook. Um, we're all, none of us have family here. We're all from um, the UK or um, New Zealand. And um, so that was really helpful because it was, like, we didn't, we kind of we all relate to each other. We didn't get that break of like a mum or mother-in-law coming in for even an hour and being like, let me hold the baby for you or yeah. go and like go get a massage or like, we, yeah, we didn't have any, like, you know, and so, you know, it's, it was, that, was, that was really nice to have that support network.
0: Yeah, yeah. Eventually as,
1: you know, when I was a bit older.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you find that things started to get a little bit easier with Isla? Yes,
1: it definitely got easier. She got older and I, I always felt more competent. And I, to be honest, I, know, I was actually quite lucky in the end. My breastfeeding journey was actually after the first two weeks completely, like, hitch free. Like, it was fine. Like, she fed, like, really well. Um, and I'm really grateful for that because I know a lot of people go through a lot of, um, it can be really hard. Um, so, yeah, that was really, that was really good. Um yeah, it got easier but it, it also didn't like I, I felt like that high stress and anxiety never left me probably until I had Reggie like I feel like I was so like anxious about everything without realizing it um and I just thought that was normal that i was sort of I would guess like my nervous system was in this like heightened sense for the whole time although like looking after her got a bit like like easier in a way and then um it wasn't until really like you know she was one that I guess I felt a bit more like okay life's kind of going back to a bit normal and then
0: I got pregnant again (laughs) (laughs) yeah tell us tell us about yeah tell us about this so how, how, how did that all that was that a surprise uh yeah
1: yeah so um we definitely want to turn the baby but probably not that soon I think especially after how hard I found it um but you know it was it was what it was and I was so over the moon like I was so excited again so um yeah it was a surprise I think Isla it was she just turned one like it was like a month after she turned one that I felt pregnant um it's really funny like i knew i felt i felt pregnant really early on and because my because she was still breastfeeding because she was breastfeeding but not as much because she was yeah sure by one one at that point my boobs weren't like as full anymore but then obviously i I'd fallen pregnant and not realized that my boobs had filled up again i was like that's weird <laughs> and I got pregnant I took a test when I was due and it it was negative. And I was like, oh, well. And I was like, oh, well, that's probably a good thing. And then, like, three or four days later, I was still hadn't had my period and I was like, "Ah." i we taking another test and then it was positive. I was like, wow, okay, yeah, it's happening. So, um, no, it was, and it was really, it was really exciting. Um, But Does I was you feel
0: like anxious. Like she was just so little still. Were you just like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like, I don't know. I was like, two under two. Like, that's the right. phrase that everyone uses that, you know, it's like, wow, you're crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I just, especially since Mother Me was. Such as new business too. Like I really wanted to try and, you know, put put more into that. Yeah. You know, I was a bit older now. I was feeling a bit better. Like I was able to, like, you know, focus some more energy and time. And then I was pregnant. And then I was really a lot sicker with Reggie's pregnancy too.
0: So that was really, <laughs> it was really interesting. Um, yeah, how were you going around food and stuff being pregnant? Oh, like we,
1: <laughs> I had a couple of weeks where I actually like. And thank you so much to the customers that were so understanding. I had to like be like, I can't, I can't do it. This week. <laughs> and I ended up getting someone in because yeah. I was like, okay, this I got to adapt to the business, Um, I can't you know do that. Um, yeah, it was really tough. Like I had a yeah no it was it was hard it was it was really hard being uh, cooking the food Um, (laughs) (laughs) then I got my beautiful friend Noen who either cook and she yeah saved my life so um but yeah I was yeah it was interesting and um, people say you know the only way to treat morning sickness is through rest and when you have a one-year-old in a business you can't really rest so I I feel like that's why I could be why my morning sickness was so much worse <laughs> yeah. than with either. but it's it, straight around, like got to be a boy, so different, got to be a boy, surely. Um, we did actually find out he was a boy um, in the pregnancy, but other than the morning sickness, the pregnancy was absolutely, was completely pretty straightforward as well. Um, well, yeah. I went to apply for CMP again because so I was like, I'm going to do my home birth. That's why I think I was so excited. I was like, wow, okay, I'm going to do- have my home birth now. Yeah. Um, and I knew, I was like, I- I'm going to I'm going to have it this time. Like, it's, you know. But I was also not attached because I also can know how it can. I was like so grateful for the hospital system with Violet's birth. I was like, if that happens again, it happens again. Like, that's just what happens. B. But, like, I'm so grateful we have that the availability to be able to go to hospital and have that support where we need it in terms of like the birth um, so I applied for CMP again but I wasn't allowed on because I actually lost 1.2 liters of blood with Isla. love um, at the time I was told that because it was, I had an episiotomy that it didn't matter like that's why I lost the blood and I should I'll be I back on there anyway, no, CMP said no, replied that no, there's no way I'm going on. So I was pretty devastated because I really wanted a home birth. So I just decided to invest in a private midwife. Um it was really scary. I was like, wow, it's you know, it's quite a bit of money, and I was like, well, but I was like, you know, for me, it's it's so important. So um, and I met the most beautiful midwife, Abby Rodo, who was my midwife. She oh, just, it was just so, a all meant to be, like, she's just was amazing, and to have, I just can't believe how lucky I was to have that, like, care, like, I saw her so much in my pregnancy, and she'd come to my house, so I had a one-year-old, so how good is that, like, I mean, she was, you know, yeah, 15 months by the time she was, like, coming to my house, but, yeah, so, so great that um, I was able to have that, and then really talk about, like,
0: Isla's birth, and really, like,
1: yeah it was it was yeah, beautiful to have be able to have pregnant wife at home
0: yeah did you feel that or like did you recognize were there any um like little traumas or anything that could have held you back at all from going into this next birth yes
1: yeah, so I was very aware when I felt pregnant I was like oh I haven't done the work yet <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I'm like, planning to
1: like do some work to like get through my like trauma oh damn it <laughs> put myself last again um <laughs> So I like, yeah, engaged a uh, psychologist to talk to, um, who was great, but actually didn't it didn't actually touch the sides on helping and it, um and I think for me going having going through the birth going through labour again and birth was the only thing that was ever gonna like sort of sort of start to heal me. But yeah, I did I did try to talk to Abby about it a lot as well. Um and yeah, the and the psychologist and really, I thought I thought that I was in a good place because I was feeling really good about the home birth. Like I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna give birth. Like I've been through a long labour. I've you know been in transition. I haven't pushed the baby out, but I you know I was feeling feeling really good about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah how did that all like what what happened next? <laughs>
1: So I went to forty-two or well, forty-one weeks and six days. Yeah,
0: couldn't believe it. Everyone was like, "Oh, you just like a baby come so much sooner!" Wow, you just, um, would have just been waiting for so long. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was. I was okay about it because I was a bit nervous about having two kids, so, <laughs> so I was like, I really "Enjoy this time." Yeah. Um. And so, although, but towards the end, of, by, you know, by forty weeks, forty-one weeks, I was really struggling with a twenty-month-old. 21 month old to like lift and you know everything so that was interesting but yes yeah, so i went into labor like i started having contractions on the saturday when i was yeah 41 six six, 41 weeks, six days and i was like oh well, this is it but i was like in my mind i was like no it won't happen until i in bed because she was going to be at home um i was in bed and it gets nightfall comes like it's just too much going on so I just sort of you know told told Abby and and I had my daughter again um yeah this is what's happening and yeah, okay keep us keep us updated um yeah got to nightfall while I went to bed and they were pretty like consistent but still like not really like very like early labor even as night fell night came and living room and just going through it and they're getting you know starting to get you know increased like uncomfortable and um then abby and then i was like no they're getting closer together we were tying them like yeah, yeah yeah and i was starting to get a little bit stressed so it's only been like 10 hours, <laughs> only 10 hours. <laughs> um, it's only been 10 hours at this point, but I was like, I, I just was like, I need, I need Abby here. Like I, I need her. So I, I, um, we called her and she came. Um, But like, even she says, like she didn't say at the time, she's like, it was way too early.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I think that was my trauma coming out. Like I didn't want to be, I just couldn't, I couldn't let go. I couldn't let go again. I was so we went on for a little while and then abby was like okay look i think you just need to go have a rest like go lie down went and lay down and then abby was like i'm gonna lie down and she's like okay things are really slow down i'm gonna go um my back and i just looked at her and i was like i can't i can't do this i can't do it i need to go to hospital and she's like what do you mean <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. everything's fine and I said, and I and I was still, con- I was still was contracting, and she's like, okay, you still are. And she said, things haven't slowed down when I thought. Let's let's get you up and let's like go have a chat. And so she actually got me into the pool. She had actually, had actually filled the pool, um, but yeah, well, we weren't ready. But she got me into the pool again to calm down. I was like this is where I Let's go hang out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had the biggest, like, my longest chat about Isla's birth, and it was. It was amazing. We've spoken about it before, but to be in labour and to go through it and the things she said to me, like, it it wasn't your fault. I'd never computed that I actually was still blaming myself for everything. Um, Yeah, those things, everything, and I just had this big release, like a big cry. Um, And then, you know, at this point it was like 3am and Isla was been waking up in three hours or so. I made the, we made the decision that I wanted her I didn't want her in the house because I didn't I knew things would still be going in three hours. I, was like, I don't if she wakes up like I'm in such a fragile state, like I I need to not have that interruption. Um, I, I originally thought that maybe I'd have the baby before she'd woken up or that I'd be okay. And so we actually went we had some we have some amazing friends that live not too far away from us and they said that any just call them anytime and they'll take Isla. So Isaac like, actually called them at 3 a.m. <laughs> and dropped. Um, Dropped her off, got her up and put her in the car and took her and got her back to sleep and then he came back. And literally as soon as I had that big chat to Abby and that cry and Isla was gone, it was it was on and I couldn't believe it. Like it's like that mental like release and to let go, almost to let go of like Isla, like the guilt about Isla and like about her birth. And then... Yeah, I was an act, as an act, I wouldn't say active labor, but I was. It was um. I definitely got heavier, like uh, more intense, and then my doula arrived, um, and she was just like, "Yeah, bear down," because yeah. oh <laughs> so I was resisting a little bit, like still as well. And then, um what was happening was my his his waters were in where, like in front of his head so i was just trying to get the waters that weren't breaking trying to get them to break so he could get through so that wasn't like that was one of the hardest that was the hardest part i think of the whole thing like i guess and being in transition in the shower and just being like nah, i can't do it not doing it like and then doing it and then because i I think I should know quickly is that every time I got in the pool, everything was slowed down, which is in an island's birth. So for me, the pool was amazing, but it was slowing everything down. So I couldn't use that pool yeah. until I gave birth to him. So and sorry, until I was actually pushing time. So yeah, waters broke everywhere in the shower, ran to the pool, got in and then, yeah, um, was able to give birth to him.
0: Oh my god! So wow. yeah, it was
1: pretty amazing. Like it was pretty It took me a while to get him out because I, i was yeah pushing for well i thought it was ages but actually abby was like it's pretty normal <laughs> it was, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> felt like forever for me um and yeah he was born and then put into my arms like straight away because he had the cord wrapped around his neck twice i think so abby just like pulled him and unwrapped him quickly and then gave him to me um and i just couldn't believe it like i was in so much shock holding him so much shock, like, that he was in my arms. And he was, like, 4.5 kilos, so, like,
0: oh, old baby, like, in my
1: arms. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. Oh, my God, you must have just felt so good being able to do that after your first birth.
1: Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty incredible,
0: yeah. Did you end up having any tearing or anything with him being so big? I did have a small tear.
1: Um, I think it was when my me was, though, so I think
0: okay. it was... Um.
1: But I didn't have stitches. Um, oh,
0: okay. So, wow, yeah. that's epic because it's like you hear so much fear-based things around, like, larger babies and that's just so amazing that you had barely any damage and you were able to just do that. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I honestly, yeah,
0: I, yeah. I honestly think it,
1: your, your body does make babies that you're able to birth. And I'm quite, like, you know, like, tall and, like, you know, um, so, yeah no, the size wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I think he had a big head, so he, that's the his head was so cone. Like, because that's what they do. They like cone their head to be able to fit out, and so that had his head was pretty long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was the um was the recovery better with his?
1: So much better. The only thing is, I did lose another. I did have another postpartum hemorrhage, so I lost eight hundred mil. Um, like I was fine. I had him. We were sitting in the pool, everything was great. Like, And then maybe 20 minutes later, my placenta must have detached and just this, the pool just went, went like dark red. Mm-hmm. And so um, the midwives, the two midwives at the point got me out and they just said, um, yeah, we need to give you the um, sintosin. I can't remember what is, but the one that stops the bleeding. So I had that. Um, and then the placenta was pretty much like ready to be birthed anyway. So it was right there. So they just sort of helped bring it, get it out. Um, and I was pretty, so I was pretty weak from that. Um, and I ended up having a catheter put in at home because I actually was so weak. I couldn't stand up to go to the toilet. So I had to have a couple of days like on bed rest. Yeah. Um, but after that, I was fine. Like, mm-hmm. And actually, I was like, taken four weeks off this time, so it was the most beautiful time like and I had obviously meals (laughs) lots of food um I had like a lot of friends that had 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 kids and they got it and they'd come and bring me just like self-care products and um snacks and just moral support and chai (laughs) and I had a a postpartum doula come and do massage and belly binding and just like really and I didn't leave the house for four weeks I think I left at one point to go maybe to some a shop to get something but otherwise like I just didn't do anything and it was just the most beautiful time oh, like it so, was so
0: nice did you um did you set yourself up like did you plan throughout pregnancy to have that kind of postpartum
1: Yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, 100%. Like, obviously, you know, very lucky I was able to have the meals um, (laughs) delivered. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, the doula. And then I think the main thing was having Isaac take the time off and we planned it, like, this time, okay, no holidays, take all your holiday then, Um, just so we could both, like, he could be there for me. He could anything I needed. I had someone who was able to do it for me. Yeah. rather than me having to do anything um, on you know, anything um at all so yeah it was they, they were the main things i mean we have a clean we have a cleaner as well um i did have someone come and do some laundry too that was amazing that was amazing like
0: yeah yeah um, Just not... how did your breastfeeding journey go with Reggie
1: yeah i again really lucky it was fine like like it got really, really sore nipples i used the nipple shield with isla for three months i think which was great like i was like resistant to it but once i did it, it was fine and then she just you know i just weaned her off it um and then with reggie i used it for maybe a month i just yeah. got it out straight away because so i got sore nipples and it just meant i could just keep going like i think that's mm-hmm. something that people don't necessarily know yeah. that you can just use them um and it really helps
0: yeah, yeah um, really yeah. So, um, has anything come up postpartum for you this time that you haven't expected?
1: I think the only thing that's come up that's
0: been
1: I haven't expected. I think, to, to be honest, like just, like how much love like I have, like and even not more love for I because obviously I always love my daughter, but like just appreciating her birth and just feeling so in love like all the time so grateful and so lucky to have my two kids like just this like euphoria like around being a mom and like that i you know maybe didn't have when i had isla necessarily and it's funny like whenever reggie was on my chest like when he was first born i would think back to that 20 seconds that isla was on my chest and she was and like just how like i guess painful that was that she was taken away from me and that a lot of processing and healing with that is coming up and even just yeah with yes with Reggie's with the postpartum with Reggie just like constantly reflecting on Isla's postpartum as well. Like it's been really good to like really bring it up and you're in it you're in your when you're in the thick of it, especially with you know with any baby but with, with for me with Isla with my first, you don't know you can't you can't reflect. You can't like process what's going on. So yeah. yeah. That's really what's mostly come up,
0: yeah. Yeah. Have you been mentally with Reggie's postpartum? Oh, like I wouldn't
1: say like a mate. Like obviously still tired and like, (laughs) (laughs) but mentally like so much clearer and just just more like relaxed and just more just really pre like really i happier! happy I'm appreciating the small things like appreciating the mundane almost you know that that is hard don't get me wrong like I definitely have my days like I yesterday had to when Isaac got home I had to go outside and have a cry for a minute because it's just having the two as well and like even having a baby all day like it really takes its toll on you but I'm able to have those moments like I'll have that cry and then come in and be, be like, yeah no let's like and it's not like I'm covering it up, but I'm able to sort of process it as like this is a season, and I can get through this rather than be in that like doom and gloom.
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. What have you found most rewarding?
1: Oh, I think just being, being. I- I've noticed that his temperament is. So much. I mean, it could be just a, bit of a different baby, but like me being so much more happier and like at peace. Just the little moments have been so rewarding. Like just taking it all in.
0: Yeah, definitely. um If you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Yeah, from from my first birth, it would be to prepare for your and more <laughs> yeah. um yeah and and i mean yeah i do i'm very i'm a big believer that you can't actually um you can't really prepare for it until you're in it but like maybe just like i think you know is like prepare the people around you to support you better yeah and that's you know for you know that's for uh, for me like it would be like my wider community like you know like finding way, have a postpartum doula if I've got no family here, you know, those those sorts of things. Isaac was like, you couldn't take more time off work. There just wasn't an option. So get that help in. Like it might cost money, but like you're always gonna make more money. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't, you know, I think, yeah. Yeah. Get, get meals delivered. Um
0: <laughs> <you know. laughs> motherly. <me. laughs> Mother <laughs> you know, all those
1: things, like every little thing. And yeah, just just look after yourself yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so lovely having you on. And has Reggie woken up the whole time? No, he's been asleep. Like oh my
1: an hour and 15 minutes now. I don't know. Like, he's he's a dream.
0: Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> oh, well, so is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't covered today as well? No, I think that's it. Like, um,
1: yeah, like if anyone wants to like reach out to me about any if any questions about anything um to do with births or mother me or anything, just yeah, I'm on Instagram and um or is it available for a chat? So, um,
0: what's your Instagram handle for everyone? It's underscore mother me. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yep. I'll add it in the show notes as well so oh, anyone okay. can find you. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for joining me. It's been so great having you on and I loved hearing your birth stories. Thank you. I
1: really appreciate it. Really, really loved it too. <laughs>